Larry Weber is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Larry, are you there? Yes, I am. All and, right. Uh, welcome. Welcome to November. Uh, sometimes the month uh, starts out as being Snowvember, but this not this year. Uh, we uh, ended, ended the wonderful month of October a few days ago, and uh, with a little look back at the statistics of October, a little bit warmer than normal, maybe two to two and a half degrees warmer than normal. Uh, the statistic that uh, is really stands out, of course, is that of dryness way below normal, less than a third of what we normally get uh, precipitation-wise. I think it's less than a quarter of what we get precipitation-wise. And uh, therefore, uh, you may have noticed uh, the DNR has uh, put out restrictions for burning and so forth in the state, and we need to make note of that. Uh, Fortunately, we are entering a time where, according to the forecast, we may be getting some rain overnight here at my house. We did get a little rain, but not that much. The other statistic that may stand out is that even though we were far below normal in precipitation, uh, we were above normal in uh, snowfall. Now, as we enter November, there's a lot of names given to November. Uh, Gray November, perhaps, is the one that uh, is used the most uh, because it's supposed to be a cloudy month and uh, it it uh, is chilly, and uh, it, to many people it looks like kind of a boring month. I, I feel like it's quite the opposite, uh, that a lot happens now. Uh, we started off with two days, both of which way above normal, so much above normal that on the first, the 68 degrees high, uh, tied to record for that date, <clears throat> on, on the second, 71 degrees is a high tide to record for that date. Uh, however, yesterday we didn't. So we went from 70s to 60s yesterday to uh, 40s today and 30s tomorrow. So we're back in where we're normally going to be in November. There are some big events that happen phenologically in uh, November. One of them is the freeze-up. Uh, virtually every year we get our lake freezing over in November. I can't recall a year. I think we had one year where I was able to paddle on the 1st of December, but otherwise it's always a freeze-up that happens in uh, in November, averaging somewhere around the 20th <clears throat> before the freeze-up of the lake. There's freeze-up of uh, ponds and swamps, and that averages more closer to being around the 10th, and of course the 10th is next week. So there's a possibility of freeze-up starting. I always like to see the ground getting frozen, too, before we get the other event of of November, and that is a lasting snowfall. We may be getting some snows in the next few days, but they're not going to last. When we get snows that finally do last, that's usually a little later in the month. But those are some pretty uh, pretty major phenological events that happen. Another one that happens will be happening uh, day after tomorrow, and that is when we change our clocks and when we change our clocks we have an earlier sunset right now sunset is somewhere around the six uh, after we change our clocks on sunday the the sunset will be before five which is going to take a little getting used to but on the other end it's er- brighter earlier in the morning i've been walking every day this week in darkness well if i walk at that same time next week it's going to be in the uh, dawn 
So there is a difference with that. But the days are getting shorter. And, of course, with the shorter days, there is, there's a couple other things of note going on before we get on to the migration. Uh, this week, we're going to have a full moon. The night of the 7th and 8th is the full moon. And towards dawn, like about 5 o'clock in the morning on the 8th, there is a total lunar eclipse. Now, if you've never seen a total lunar eclipse, it's worth getting out and take a look at it. Unlike the solar eclipse, uh, the, the the lunar eclipse lasts for a longer period of time. And somewhere around 5 o'clock in the morning, on that morning, it will be in totality. And totality with the lunar eclipse means that we often see kind of a reddish-orange glow. Uh, so if we have clear skies... That might be good to get out and take a look at. We do have migration continuing. This is the time when uh, the bigger, some of the bigger birds of migrants, some of the bigger uh, raptors will migrate through. I saw bald eagles the last couple of days, uh, red tail hawks, rough leg hawks, and maybe even golden eagles will be coming across. Uh, the smaller ones, the sharp shin hawks, yeah, are still migrating through. And then we might even see things like goshawks and uh, peregrine falcons as we get further into November. But migration is still going on. I have been seeing juncos and tree sparrows virtually every day along the sides of the road. And then at Hawk Ridge this week, they have recorded the first uh, pine grosbeak and red poles. Now, both of those two are wintering birds, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, just how much we will see of those. That's always an interesting thing to see as we go through November. How much are we going to get of these wintering birds? Uh, other things of note, I've been seeing some interesting rodents lately. <laughs> During my walk this week, I saw beaver and muskrat and porcupine and, of course, the squirrels and chipmunks and mice. Uh, those are all rodents. Rodents remain pretty active at this time. There are a few rodents that will hibernate, such as some ground squirrels and uh, the woodchucks. But the rodents that I just mentioned, with the exception of the chipmunk, uh, do not hibernate. Chipmunks aren't really a total hibernator either. They sleep in their den. They wake a bit. They have something to eat, take a snack, relieve themselves and pretty much go back to sleep again. Occasionally, they'll step outdoors. But I did see some of those. All those critters were getting ready for winter in their own way. In addition to that, uh, during about a week ago today, I saw a garter snake still on its way to hibernacula, and I heard a report of just a couple days ago of a red belly snake being seen. On uh, November 1, I was out walking, and I saw a butterfly. Uh, butterflies seen late in the season are usually those that hibernate and there's a whole group of them called angle wings that hibernate uh, for the winter. The one I saw, however, was a yellow butterfly called a sulfur, and no, they don't hibernate. They will succumb to the colder weather, but they last as long as they can. And then on the very next day, during a walk, I saw a dragonfly. Now, these little dragonflies, known as metal hawks, are the same way. They do not hibernate, they do not migrate, and they will succumb to the cold. There are still moths flying in the evening. There are still crane flies flying, so there's still insects out there. And then these warm, clear days that we had with the south breeze, uh, that was just terrific to see spider kiting or spider ballooning. And this is when the spiders will, the baby spiders will ride a thread of their own and travel to some location. I think it's just a wonderful uh, efficient way of traveling and they they do it every year matter of fact they do it pretty much many months of the year but these late season when the sun is low 
and we look toward the through the trees that don't have leaves on, we can often see their threads of their travel. So yeah, that's an interesting thing to watch at this time of year. Another interesting thing I saw this week was what I call the raining of oak leaves. We had uh, the leaf drop happen somewhere around 10 days ago, the big leaf drop. Well, not all trees drop their leaves. I have where I live, I have a lot of big red oaks that decided to hang on to the leaves. Well, during the breezy days of the south winds of the last few days, they dropped them and they were raining down. I had to go up and clean out the gutters again and the gutters were just filled with oak leaves. So interesting comment. There's a few trees that, however, that still do have their leaves. If you're doing any driving around and you see uh, trees in the swamps that still have yellow leaves, that's usually willows. The uh, the uh, tamaracks, which are also in the swamps, have pretty well dropped their needles, but there's more out there that still have some leaves. I have lilac in my yard that still has leaves, but it will be dropping them. And then, of course, there's buckthorn. This is the time of year when we really can see just how common buckthorn is and because it still has some green leaves. But speaking of green in the woods, I just love it at this time of year, walking through the woods and seeing just how many mosses there are on the bases of the trees and logs and, and rocks and so forth. Club mosses, which are not a kind of moss, but they're related to ferns, are out there in the woods as well. And there are some ferns that are still green, namely the wood ferns. So there is green out there. So we tend to think of gray November. Uh, get out and take a closer look. There is like that. And there's also many of the plants that hold red berries and red fruits. I was doing some biking this week, and I went by some plants of uh, high bush cranberry, bright red berries, hawthorn, bright red berries, and then out in the swamps, there's winterberry holly, which is also bright red berries. So there's plenty of that going on. If we do get some moisture and it is mild enough, we can still see some fungi. But uh, I suggest get out and take a look at gray November. It's not that gray, and it's quite quite an interesting month, despite what some people say about how boring it is. So, okay, take care and have a good one. You as well, Larry. Thanks a lot. And that is Larry Weber. Larry is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac.